0: Open up your Bibles. Yeah. Philippians chapter 4. This word that I have to share with you today is very, very important. This word is, is an answer to a lot of your prayers. It's a, there's one of the things that, that, that the enemy uses to confuse people is uh, the confusion of not knowing purpose and destiny. Anything that doesn't have a vision ends up being being destroyed. So if your life does not have a vision, your life will be destroyed. And let me just, I want to just say this to make it very clear. Your vision and your purpose for your life is not good enough. Your vision and your purpose for your life is not good enough. You need the vision and the purpose that God has for you. That's the vision and purpose that's worthy to be lived for. If you build a vision and you say, I want to do this because I saw this, and I'm, this appeals to me, I want to become that, but God is, has not directed you your steps in that area, it will come crumbling down. It will come, it will not last. It will, it will be destroyed. But if you have spent time with God and you begin to follow the Lord, the Lord will begin to reveal your vision and His vision and His purpose for your life. The Bible says this, that we are a chosen generation. In other words, God chose us to live in this season, this time. It's not a coincidence that you're alive in 2018. You are a chosen generation, so God has a work for you to do in this world now. And so I want to encourage you to spend time with the Lord and begin to open up your heart and let your prayer instead of be, God God bless me, God bless me, God bless me. Let your prayer be, Lord, show me how you desire to use me for your glory and for your honor. Give me that, that purpose and that destiny. Every one of us is called into the ministry of reconciliation, bringing people back to God, amen? And so I want to encourage you to begin to get your prayers, to lift up your prayers high before the Lord. And don't stop until the Lord begins to reveal his glory to you, amen? And he will, he will. If you ask, he will answer, amen? He will show you your purpose and destiny in him, and it's not going to be separated from him. That does not mean that every one of you are going to be a, a preacher on a pulpit, but every one of you will have a pulpit to preach from wherever you go, whether you are a teacher or a plumber or a policeman, whatever you do in life, God will use it for His glory. Amen? Somebody, if you believe it, say amen. And so I want to share this with you. On The, the title of my message is Suffering for Christ, Su- Suffering for Christ, and it requires a life of sacrifice. When you live for God, it requires a life for sacrifice. And I want to just share this, this with you because I believe that you're going to step into the purpose and the plan of God as you hear this word today. In Philippians chapter 4, beginning verse 15, it says, As you know, you Philippians were the only ones who gave me financial help when I, brought, when I first brought you the good news. And then traveled on from Macedonia. No other church did this. Even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent help more than once. I don't say this because I want a gift from you. Rather, I want you to receive a reward for your kindness. At the moment, I have all I need and more. I am generously supplied with the gifts you sent me with Epaphroditus. They are a sweet-smelling sacrifice, everybody say sacrifice, that is acceptable and pleasing to God. And this is the same God who takes care of me, will supply all your needs from His glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. Now, all glory to God, our Father, forever and ever. Amen. I want to speak to you about suffering for Christ. Suffering for christ when you suffer from christ you are taking on the burdens and the needs of others and you're making them your your burdens and your needs when you suffer you are telling the world that you're not by yourself i'm going to walk with you we're going to be strong together because a lot of times when we go through through our difficulties many times we find ourselves all alone but when you are surrounded by the body of christ the body of christ comes and helps you in your time of need the body of Christ blesses you. They encourage you. Amen. Uh, they, they, we sacrifice in all different areas, in all different areas, just to be a blessing unto others. Amen. Uh, my, my, uh, Gracie and, and Frank, were, they just came back from, from Japan. How was it? Was it a blessing? Did you bring me any noodles or anything, any sushi? It's raw anyway, so I mean. But you know, when we were doing the, the, the construction last week, uh you know we, we made a call out for people to help your son showed up and he was vacuuming and he i mean I'm telling you one of the greatest inventions are those little earphones in your ears that because you put those earphones in your ears you it's like you received strength to do things and he was just he was he was vacuuming away he was sweating up a storm i had to get in front of him and say hey he was working hard. You, no one asked him to do it. He did it out of his own love and his, his desire to bless God. So he came out and helped. He was suffered for Christ so that we could have a great service last Sunday morning. Thank you, bro. That's, that's a linebacker right there. He's a linebacker of Hardinger Cardinals. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And all of us are called into the ministry of helps. All of us are called in the ministry of, of reconciliation. Reconciliation to suffer so that the gospel can be preached, to suffer so that others can be blessed, because when others are blessed, they receive the gospel. I remember a story, my father he had only been saved for maybe a year or two. And he he got a part he became part of a church. And when you become part of a church, you meet people. And you know, you should know your friends and your neighbors and people that sit next to you. If no one's sitting next to you, you need you need more friends. Amen. It's your job. Bring them in, amen. Uh, but my father, he became friends and family with the church, and and he went to go visit uh, this 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 older lady in the church, and one day, and he brought my bro- my brother Clark. Clark is the one that told me this story, and and they got to the house, and you know he called for her, but she didn't answer, and and my dad he knows how to make he knew how to make himself at home wherever he was, and so he checked the door, and the door was unlocked, so he walks in. He walked in the house and he figured, I'm going to make myself some coffee and wait for my friend. And so he went into the kitchen and opened up the cabinets and there was no coffee because there was no food. He looked at my brother. He said, come, let's go, Clark. They went to the grocery store. They bought a bunch of groceries. They came back to the house, filled the cabinets with groceries and left. That Sunday morning, that lady shows up to church. So thankful, so excited. She comes to the altar, shouting to the pastor, Pastor, I have to share my testimony. I had no food. I cried out to God, and God supernaturally provided me food. I don't know how it got there, but my cabinets were full of food, and I want to give all glory and all praise to God for providing for my needs. She was excited. My brother Clark looked at my my father with big eyes. My, my father looked at Clark, he went, shh. You have to understand this. God hears the prayers, and then he rises up, his sons, to answer the pain of society. We are called to sacrifice and to suffer so that the gospel can be preached. Whether it's through word, whether it's through our sacrifices of our our offerings, whether it's through our encouragement, maybe it's our skills and our talents. You might be a a trained professional in one area. That is a place that you can serve the Lord in. My father used to call it sweat equity. Everything that we do unto others, we do it unto the Lord. We show up to be a blessing to them so that they will know that Jesus loves them. And every one of us are called to that life of sacrifice and suffering. If we don't have any problems, praise the Lord. But if your brother has a problem, that now becomes your problem too. I'm waiting to hear testimonies of people that said, I went to God and I asked the Lord, and I I said, Lord, give me faith to pay off other people's bills. Give me faith to pay off other people's credit cards. Give me faith to be able to help my brother that's in need. You have to see yourself as someone that's going to be an answer, from, an answer to God. Instead of just living in the, in the land of mercy, start living in the land of grace. Instead of seeing yourself where I just want God to perform a miracle for my, life, for my life, start seeing yourself as someone that God can use to perform miracles for other people's lives. A source of blessing, not just a receiver, but a giver. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. We suffer for Jesus. We take, peop- we take part in other people's troubles. And that's where we get into the, pl- into the land of sharing. The land of giving. The land of sacrifice, amen? If you can, go to Galatians chapter 3. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Tell your neighbor, I've been redeemed. redeemed. Say it louder, "I've I've been redeemed. Redemption means to be bought back. It means to be bought back. We were under the curse. We were under the control of sin and death. Every one of us were under the control of sin and death. But Jesus, because of the love of our Father, Jesus came and he went to the cross carrying our sicknesses, our diseases, the chains that held us captive. Jesus went to the cross and carried those chains. That when we look to Jesus Christ as our Savior, the sins that were upon our life, the brokenness that was upon our life, The hurts and the fears, the sicknesses and the diseases that are upon our life. By faith, they get transferred to him. And by faith, we are set free and liberated in Jesus' name. He didn't have to die. The Bible says that he knew no sin. The Word of God says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Only those that have sin require a death penalty uh, require a death payment and that's all of mankind required a death payment but Jesus who did not require a death payment he laid down our life because he had the power not only to lay down his life but to pick it back up as well and three days later he rose from the dead he rose into the newness of life But all the sins and the sickness and disease that were put upon them at the cross, they stay dead and buried in the grave forever and ever. We are free in the name of Jesus. Somebody say, I'm free in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that's what Jesus did to purchase us. Some of us don't realize the depths of of our salvation in Jesus Christ. Not only did he carry those sicknesses those diseases but he also carried the guilt and the shame. You take someone who is a murderer a rapist an adulterer a perverse man perverse woman someone full of lust someone who who abuses others or someone who's been abused himself and we'll put them in, in, the, in the papers, we'll put them on the news, and we will say that person did this, and that person de- deserves to die, that person deserves a punishment, that person is a, is a scourge to society. Even if that person goes to jail, when he comes out of, the, out of jail, whoever heard that person's story will always see that person as someone who, who did those crimes, who did that, that, that terrible thing. Jesus took that guilt and that shame upon him. Well, we might see someone be able to say, that person is a murderer. Jesus is the one that said, no, I'm the one that did it. Because the punishment of it came upon him. He did not sin, he did not commit the act, but he went to the prison, opened the door, took the person out of the prison, told them you are free, and he went into the prison and shut the door. That's the depths of, of what Jesus Christ did for us. Not just the sacrifice of his life and, the, and the, pain, the pain and the suffering he endured to the cross, but the Bible says that he endured shame and guilt. The people lined the streets and they cried out, Crucify him!" because when they saw Jesus, they saw him as the worst of humanity. That's part of the redemption process. That's part of the payment that needs to be paid. That's why when you are set free by the blood of Jesus Christ, when you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, all guilt and all shame has to come off of your life. Your name might have been rubbish. It might have been destroyed. But because of Jesus Christ, your name has also been redeemed by the Lamb. You are no longer guilty, you are clean, you are righteous, you are free in Jesus' name. That's why you have to raise yourself up to see yourself the way your Father sees you. The Father does not see your past, but He sees a great future for you. He doesn't see the death and the brokenness of yesterday. He sees the life and the the power and the anointing that he's placing upon your life for today and for tomorrow. Somebody shout, I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. His suffering was his love for us. What we could not do, he did. And because of his sacrifice, the Bible says we inherit the blessings of Abraham. Abraham. We become part of the family. The awesome thing about, let me just talk a little bit about the Father. You know, Jesus is so amazing because he he, was, he received the blessing of Abraham upon his life. Even though he wasn't born, even though he did not have the, the blood of Abraham, he received the blessing of Abraham. The Bible says that, that he, he was placed in the womb of Mary. So the blood that he had was completely righteous and holy and pure. Let me just say this one thing. The depths of the guilt and the shame that Jesus took was as if he was the one that partook of the tree of knowledge at the garden. That's the depths of the guilt and the shame that came upon him. He had to do that for you and me. That's why his love, there's no measure to it. It's so great, amen? And so Jesus, he carried our sins, he carried our shame. And his sacrifice, he was placed in the womb of, of Mary at, at conception. He was born 100% God, with the blood of God. And when he died, he died with the blood of God. But here's an interesting, interesting thing that happened. When Jesus was born, an angel appeared to Joseph, who was was going to marry Mary. And the angel told him of the plan of God. And what did Joseph do? He adopted Jesus as his own son. And he received Jesus as his own son. And Joseph, when you go through the lineage, if you read Matthew chapter 1... You will see the begots where where Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac begot Jacob. And it goes all the way down to Joseph, who begot Jesus. Jesus entered into the blessing of Abraham, where God told Abraham, He says, I'm going to bless you, and through you all the nations will be blessed. He says, I'm going to bless you, I'm going to multiply you, I'm going to make your name great, and through you all the nations are going to be blessed. That's what God told Abraham. Abraham. And then now this blessing that God put on Abraham, and then God put another blessing on David. He told David, he said, David, forever there will be someone from your lineage that will be king over the earth. When you go down the lineage, all the way from Abraham, it goes all the way to David. It goes all the way to Joseph, and Joseph, through adoption, released the blessing of Abraham upon Jesus. Jesus carried 100% the blessing of heaven, king of, over, the, over the heavens. But now he has the king of the earth, and in Jesus there's the king of heaven and earth. Now we step into that blessing of being unified, one with Christ, one with the body of Christ, where now the blessing of, of, of heaven and earth are now upon our life through adoption, through the blood of Jesus Christ. When we give our life to the Lord Jesus Christ, we've been adopted. And so all the blessing that was upon Jesus now comes upon us. God doesn't see you outside of Jesus. He sees you as one with Jesus Christ. You are the body of Christ. The Bible says you are the righteousness of God. That means no more guilt, no more shame. His perfect blood has washed all your sins away. Amen? Tell your neighbor, no more guilt, no more shame. And because of that blessing, because of that blessing of heaven that's upon our life, how many of you know that when, when Jesus, when there was a need and people were hungry, he took the bread and he took the fish and he began to break it and began to multiply and feed the thousands? How many of you know that Jesus had, he, when there was no wine, he multiplied the wine. He, he told them, fill up those jars. And as, as they began to fill up those jars, that water turned into wine. As he prayed, he began to set captives free, cast out devils. He began to to heal the sick. Even those that had leprosy, the deterioration of their skin received new skin. Those who were blind received new eyes. There was unlimited resource and power. When heaven needed to respond to a need, heaven showed up through Jesus Christ. When the earth, when there was, when we needed to receive resources from earth, the earth had to yield the resources to meet the need through Jesus Christ. That same blessing and power that's upon Jesus Christ is the one that's upon your life as well through the Holy Ghost that's upon your life. And so we are not in need, we are full of power, we are full of strength. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And it's through that, that understanding that heaven stands ready, waiting to serve and to release its resources for the needs of mankind, where we as sons of God, we rise up and we step into that place and say, how can I help you? How can I be a blessing to your life? What can I do for you? How can I carry that load for you? We give out of abundance. You might say, well, pastor, I don't have anything. You're looking with the wrong eyes. Heaven is waiting for you to rise up. The Bible says the whole earth waits for the sons of righteousness to be revealed. Stand up, man of God. Stand up, woman of God. Let yourself be revealed that you are anointed by the Holy Ghost to set the captives free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Never look at yourself and say, Well, I can't help. Don't you understand you're just one prayer away? You're only one act of faith away. All Jesus had was water, and he turned the water into wine. All he had was a little boy's lunch, and, and, and he was able to multiply it and feed thousands and thousands. And the women. <laughs> when, 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 when you hear about someone having a problem, you should always say, okay, praise God. We're going to see this thing together. We're, we're going to walk this thing together. When someone is when someone's in prison, we, we rise up and we go visit the prisoner. I went to go visit a, a man who, 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 who was a part of the church, was coming to church, but he got involved in crime. He, he, got, he got arrested. He got convicted in, in federal prison. I went to go pray for him. I went to go minister to him just to tell him that God loves him, and I love him too. His wife came to me like a week ago and she said, She said, Pastor, my, my husband is now studying theology. He wants to be in the ministry when he comes out. But the devil thought it was going to destroy his life. Uh-uh. God's going to turn it around in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we have to begin to see ourselves as blessed, not someone that is then lacking. You're not poor, you are blessed. Hit your neighbor, tell them you're not poor, you are blessed. Go to Romans chapter 13. Romans chapter 13. I want you to see the scripture. Romans chapter 13. Because of the blessing of God, because of what Jesus has done, you have no more debt to God. God. You have no more debt of of paying for your sins. You have no more debt to man for payment of your sins. You have no more debt. Jesus paid all your debts off completely. You might have credit card debt, but if you begin to declare the word of the Lord over your life and repent from from putting things on credit card and begin to believe God, God will set you free from that as well. Amen? Amen. But there is a debt that is owed. There's only one debt. In Romans 13 verse 8, it says, Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. There's a debt of love. Say, I owe a debt of love. What does love do? Love gives. That's what love does. Love is not the goosey emotions. Love is not, the, oh, I, I like it. She touched my hand. Ooh. Listen. I'm on my 25th year of marriage. My wife touches my hand all the time. I don't have enough strength to go ooh every time. (laughs) But I love her with everything I got and I love her more today than I did when we first got married because now I know her even more. And I'm so excited about the future because I get to learn more about her. The Bible says we are peculiar people and that woman right there is a peculiar person. I get to learn more about her. But love gives. That's what love does. Love gives. Love helps. Love supports. Love encourages. Love believes. Love, love, love becomes a strength when others are weak. Love lifts up and doesn't tear down. Love hopes and doesn't give up and, and, and quit on humanity. Love rises up to be a blessing. When you say, I love God, you are, or I love others, you are saying, I'm willing to sacrifice and to suffer so that they can be helped and healed. Amen. I'm willing to let go of something that I have that I might consider of value because the love that I have to God is greater than the thing that I possess. Amen. Love gives. Hit your neighbor, tell them, love, gives. love gives. Anybody could say, I love you. But it's those that show up to help you in your time of need that actually are the ones that are declaring, I truly do love you. When others have run away, I, ran to, I run to you. When others want to expose your shame and tell the world how terrible a person you are, love covers a multitude of sins. Love gives. Tell your neighbor, love gives. That's your time, that's your strengths, that's your efforts, that's your money, that's your abilities, whatever you have, love gives. We are not called. We are not called to be trying to save our life, because we are already saved. We're not called to store up riches on earth, that when that just gather rust and and and, and dirt and, and and moth and ends up being deteriorated but we give so that we have riches in heaven we give so that people can be saved many people are watching the, the word of god today many of you are have been looking for direction and vision in your life i want to tell you this church faith pleases god loves you so much that we have made a commitment to put our program on the air live so that you can watch it through those airwaves right now we don't know who you are. We don't know what your life is about. We have absolutely no expectation of anything that you will do for us. But we are giving to you because we love God and God loves you. And because, we, because of his love, we have made the sacrifice of giving so that we could preach the gospel on TV to you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Every year we give out hundreds of thousands of pounds of food. We have an incredible food ministry that blesses hundreds of families every week. Why do we do that? Because love told us to do it. People come in here broken and hurting. People come here ashamed. We don't accuse them of anything. We cover up their shame. We love them through whatever they're going through. And we see the glory of God rise up inside their life. Love gives. And we owe that as a debt. That's the debt we have. Where when we see someone in need, we rise up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and we say, we're going to walk with you. We're going to encourage you. We're going to pray with you. We're going to bless you. We're going to help you. That's why it's so important that you become part of the family of God. So important you get be, become part of the houses of faith so that you can know people even more intimately because a lot of, one of the reasons why people don't want to know each other is because we don't want to know what they're going through because if we know what we're going through there's going to be a debt of love that we have to rise up to. And we're afraid that we might have to give something that we think that we don't have. But I want to tell you the anointing of God rises up when you begin to say, I want to be a part of that. I want to help that brother, that sister in need. I want to be someone that blesses them when other people have cursed them. When you begin to put yourself in that position, the anointing of God will come upon you. Increase and blessing will come upon you. Strength from heaven will come upon you to be able to give and to help and to support. There's miracles that are waiting for you, but it's waiting for you to take that step of love and say, here I am, Lord, send me. Here I am, Lord, use me. Amen. 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 And so we give. Tell your neighbor, love gives. We sacrifice. We sacrifice to bless another. We give to show the love of God. Let me just talk about the harvest of blessings. Here's the amazing thing. That when we give, we receive a harvest. You know, the, we might be giving unto another in their need, but God, be, God takes it as a seed. And as we give to that need or to, to help someone to get the gospel to be preached, God sees it as a seed that produces a harvest back unto us. Nobody sows one seed so they could get one seed back as a harvest. There's a saying, you can count how many seeds are in an apple, but you can't count how many apples are in a seed. God has a multi. How many of you know that he's the Lord of the harvest? Amen. How many of you want to see multiplication happen in your life? Abundance, hundredfold blessings, increase. Somebody said, someone asked, you know, pastor, how did you start, how did you start, you know, being used by God to heal the sick? I started ministering to the sick. I began to give the word of God. Someone said, how do you get revelation? Start giving the revelation you have. Amen. How do you see increase? Give. Because when you give, you take your, you take your faith off of what your abilities, abilities are and you place it upon what the Lord can do for you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, love gives here's the i want to just talk about the harvest of blessings that are ab- available to you when you begin to give when you begin to sacrifice when you begin to walk with others and lift them up the bible t- this, this, these are some of the harvest of blessings. when when you give the harvest of blessing is people will begin to give god thanks for the blessings they've received through you one of the greatest things that god the, you know the thing that god desires the most is all the glory That's why your testimony is so powerful. You have to tell people about about what the Lord has done for you. Amen? And if you tell people about what the Lord has done for you, God will always give you a story to tell people about. Amen? And so people will begin to give God thanks for the blessings they receive through you. People will begin to pray for you. Amen? How many need more people to pray for you? When you begin to operate in in the ministry of sacrifice and suffering unto the Lord... People will begin to pray for you. People will be when they go before God, they'll say, God, bless Pastor Kevin for speaking that word of suffering for Christ to me today. They'll start praying for you. They'll start encouraging you. Amen. Hallelujah. The the third harvest of of blessings is there'll be salvation of the world because they saw the love of God in action. I got to share a story. My first trip to, to India you know, I've, I've never seen a normal city in India. I've only been in the jungles. Been there three times, and all I've seen is jungles. People say, oh, India's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful in the jungles. That's all I've seen. And, but when I was there, the poverty is so great. And I'm with the kids, and they show me so much love. And I, and I looked, and none of them had, had shoes. You know, over there most people just wear sandals and none of the kids had sandals but yet they run. You know, I went to throw out the trash the other day and I walked from the from the door to the street pushing that 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 can barefoot. I thought I was I was my feet were going to die right then and there. I mean, they were broken, they're beat. I was thinking, I was I was a kid. I used to run on gravel. I mean, I've become soft. I'm telling you. <laughs> but those kids they run through the jungles like nothing, you know, with 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 no shoes and and I saw them. and I, I said, you know, I, I talked to the, the, the leader and I said, can we buy them sandals? I want to get them sandals. And so we went in the village, they got them sandals, and I was able to give those, those, those sandals to those kids. And I'm telling you, the most beautiful thing about it was when they put them on, they, didn't, they, didn't, they never wore shoes, so all of them were just walking around like, wow. <laughs> they were so excited. I was so happy. I want to tell you. Even though they were blessed with the sandals, I was more blessed to give. Jesus says it's more blessed to give than to receive, amen? And, but, but I want to tell you, all those kids remember what this ministry did for them, the sacrifice that happened so that they could have shoes, amen? And not only that, when I found them, they had a, a small little building, that, 70 kids and the size of maybe just a little bit part of this platform. But not only do they have... a, a a new building that this church built for them. It's three stories. It could, it could sleep about 200 kids now. And, and it's the greatest building within a 50-mile radius, and they're right on the coast so that when monsoons come, that place is the shelter for the entire community to come. Um, come on, give God praise for that, amen? Hallelujah. And so they know that God has, is the one that did it, amen? Hallelujah. Another r- harvest of the blessing is... is there's increase help from angel from, from heaven how many of you know that we have angels that help us amen hallelujah so there's increase that comes upon your life when you begin to enter into the life of giving a sacrifice Amen. you have the holy spirit presence and direction his presence will come upon you his direction for your life the holy spirit will speak to you about your giving there'll be times that people will ask for help and god will tell you don't help them don't help them why because they're looking to you as their god We are not their God. We are there to point them to the way of God. We might help someone, but if they look at me as their God, uh uh-uh. No, no, no. No glory belongs to, to Kevin. All glory belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit will direct your life. He'll begin to put a passion inside your heart to help someone, to be a blessing to someone, to start a ministry. Stop waiting for Pastor Kevin to tell you what your ministry is. I am not the Holy Ghost. The Bible says those that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. You, Son of God, hear from the Holy Ghost and follow Him. Amen? And I will cheer you on. I'm telling you, I'm a big cheerleader around here. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Bible says that you will have favor with God and man. When you begin to give and sacrifice and suffer in the sharing unto the Lord, you will have favor with God and man. There will be peace in your heart. There will be joy in your life. And you will begin to step into your purpose and your destiny. Stop trying to get a career. Start, start, start thinking, I'm going to be in ministry. I'm going to be in ministry. It might be in ministry through my career, but I'm going to be in ministry. I might be a doctor and, and I might say, you know, well, I'm going to serve, but my offerings are going to serve as well. My life is going to serve as well. My actions are going to serve as well. Everything that I have is going to serve the Lord. Amen. Tell your neighbor, serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Now go, one last scripture I want to share with you is Luke 6:38. It says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full. Press down shaking together to make room for more running over and poured into your lap the amount you give will determine the amount you get back amen sacrifice releases great blessings whatever you give releases an abundance in that area if you need more peace start giving peace unto others you need forgiveness start giving forgiveness unto others you need more money start sowing money amen you need time start sowing time i've been so blessed to see you in the church there are so many people in this church right now that are that are moving into new homes right now more than ever there are so many people that are that God is prospering them in their business God is prospering their life and the old is not good enough for them today and God has pulled them out of that territory into blessed territory so they're moving they're moving people are buying houses people are are, are, are moving into better place driving better vehicles. They're living a more blessed life because there's a multiplication upon this church. We've been giving and serving. This altar has been built. Carpet's going to be installed this week, amen? And after this, we're going to the bathrooms. Praise the Lord for new bathrooms. But all of this has been done debt-free. God has blessed you You guys have been given to these projects We've been able to put a new roof over the entrance area Amen We've been able to to reestablish the nursery New area, 1600 square feet We've done about $60,000 of construction and remodeling Just these past couple of months And with no debt No debt God has done it God has done it all He has done it all but I heard that this couple right here, we've been talking to, to these pastors right Renee and Letty for, for, for a while. They're, they're getting ready to build a new house. But I heard there were people that bought a new house and they showed up to their house and said, let, let us help you pack up. Let us help you move. Let us help you, let us help you take care of you. Let's, let us feed you. Is that true? That's true. Why? They're sowing seeds so that when they move into their house, people are going to show up and say, Let us help you carry that box, let us help you move it. Let us pray over your house. You're gonna reap such a harvest of blessing. I know your plan. I know you were after the harvest. You thought, Oh, I'm just doing it. We want to bless them. No, I know what you did. You put it on God right there. But see, that's the way it works. That's the way it works. If if I was discouraged, and you saw me discouraged, wouldn't you come and encourage me? Why? Because I've encouraged you. Amen? The Word of God says do unto others as you want it to be done unto you. Amen? That's what it means to give. We give and we suffer and we walk with people and we sacrifice and we help them. Why? Because we want people to do that to us if we were ever in that situation as well. And by doing that, the love of God is shown. People's faith rises up. And all things are possible because God is with us. Amen? Amen. Y'all receive that word today? Amen. Can we give God the praise? Amen.